Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. races shark for tv special looking at the headline he did not race a shark they made him go swim in the cold ocean and they put a a computer picture of a shark on tv next to him based on shark speed data right just did you actually news (laughs) fake shark swimming contest oh that's the part that's where we had to turn it off the shark jumped up and got the seal. Oh, really? My kids do not like that sort of thing, or my youngest uh, especially. They need to wake up and understand how nature works. Yeah. Uh, next week, Discovery's doing uh, Ryan Lochte. Is he smarter than a llama? <laughs> or, <laughs> as somebody tweeted hilariously at us, Ryan Lochte plays chess against a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> my money's on the squirrel. <laughs> that was a crack up. I, I wish I had the name. I'd like to give him credit because that was really, really funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, it was so jivey. I also tweeted, <coughs> Fox TV, please bring back Man vs. Beast. Oh, yeah. I mean, where they had various, a guy tried to out, Kobayashi, the great Kobayashi, tried to uh, out-eat a bear. You got a guy racing a cheetah or a giraffe or somebody weightlifter takes on an elephant. I mean, it was just laughable. Mm-hmm. It was just stupid, but delightfully so. <laughs> so... I call for more of this, and not like string it out for an hour. You're gonna have a, a guy swim against a gigantic fish. What do you think is gonna happen? Come on! If I remember correctly, they had can an elephant out pull 100 little people? Oh, in that's the, right. In the age old question, right? <laughs> the classic matchup. <laughs> as people have yeah. wondered, as people have wondered since the dawn of time. Can an elephant outpull a hundred little people? Finally, Fox has answered the question. So, yeah, had that. Um, Marshall's going to have in his news bottom of the hour a story that's getting a lot of attention because there's video, this horrifying drunk driving car wreck in which people are die. And this girl's live Instagramming it. Is that what's happening? I didn't even. I haven't watched it. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, yeah, the sister of the, the victim uh, was like Instagramming her being. Dr- the the person uh, videotaping is drunk and driving, wrecks, kills her sister, and it's 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 horrible and it's just bizarre. It's just the soullessness of the whole thing. Yeah, she immediately goes into commentary in the midst of the whole thing of her sister dying, which yeah. which shows you the whole strange thing that's going on with humankind. Of we live our lives as if we're being 
watched on TV all the time. Yeah, the theme of some prescient uh, science fiction movies of the past, by the way. But anyway, more on that to come. I'll withhold my comments. But uh, We have a tendency, I think, to think of humankind as mostly like us. I think there's a much broader range of worthiness among humans. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's, all right, I'll just say, there's scumbags. The people who packed those people into the trailer in San Antonio figured, ah, they'll be all right in the Texas sun in late July in a closed container. You're a monster. This chick is a monster. I got a story about what's going on in Africa, the, the, the warfare in South Sudan. People are monsters. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, well, they're monsters. I'm driving to work, trying to have a good time. I'm trying to choose between you and a Taylor Swift CD. <laughs> So Jared Kushner, the president's disturbingly J. Crew-looking son-in-law. Who's uh, married to the hottest mom on planet Earth. Yes, he's got it going on. He's also inexplicably the president's closest uh, senior advisor on foreign policy. Um, he's a smart guy, no doubt, but uh, he's going to be testifying on Capitol Hill today and tomorrow. And he, he pre-released a long statement about what he's been doing and not doing in terms of uh, meeting with the Ruskies and, and what have you. I don't have anything against Jared Kushner, um, uh, just on the face of it. that that The thing with the Wayfair sunglasses and all in Iraq was a, was a huge blow to, oh, yeah. to what I might think of him. Him and his buddy looking like 22-year-old uh, frat boys it was just a, walking along in the groovy Wayfarers and yeah, the rest of it. That was hard to take. It was dishy, no doubt. Uh, but so anyways, uh, he's released this statement in which he makes it clear that a lot of these alleged meetings that over on MSNBC, they talk about in hushed and dire tones. And then there was the meeting with Kislyak. He's like, I was at a reception and some guy said, hey, I'd like you to meet the Russian ambassador. I shook his hand. He said, you ought to come to lunch sometime. I said, yeah, that'd be nice. And then I walked on. And these are the meetings that are being spoken of in hushed tones. Of course, Jack, I can read your item. I can read your mind. I see that look on your face. The Don Jr. weirdly incremental telling about that meeting thing. That's the problem. Yeah, Yeah, you you act suspiciously, people will be suspicious. And I think old Don Jr. acted really suspiciously. What was it, two weeks ago? Anyway, so Kushner puts out this statement, the most amusing part of which is that that infamous meeting with the Russian lawyer gal and the other uh, folks in the meeting uh, ten minutes into it, Kushner said, this is a complete stupid waste of time. And he emailed his assistant and said, call me on my cell. I got to get out of here. This is a waste of time. So what I take from this is, so everybody does that. Everybody has somebody call them when they're in a meeting that they want to get out of. Yes. So they can pretend they have to get out. Likewise, a date they're hating. So if everybody is doing that, why don't we all just agree it's okay to raise your hand and say, I'm leaving this meeting. It's a waste of my time. <laughs> Why don't we just say it out loud instead of go through the ruse of having somebody call us? It's the uh, plausible uh, doubt that, well, I suppose he could be taking an emergency call. It seems like he's dissing me, but nah, probably not. It's a way to protect people's uh, egos, their dignity. You don't want to rub their face in the fact that you <laughs> don't want to spend another minute in a room with them. That is a good technique, though. i got to have a go-to person, though. You can set up your phone to do that, I guess. Or there are websites. 
Oh, how does that work? Yeah, I think there's actually like an app where you can just, you, it's it's like an alarm, but it just sets your phone to ring at a certain time as opposed to your alarm going oh, off. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, so we I have a meeting that. at 10. You have your, your your app set up to call it 10.08. Oh, geez, I, I thought they were going to call later. It's, what? It's, the whole know? thing's on fire. <laughs> I got to go, everybody. <laughs> the tumor's that big? I'm sorry, I got to move out of the room. Well, I, I remember there was a rom-com. I was totally un- un- unaware of this uh this technique until there was some movie I was watching where uh, the one gal called the other gal, called her best buddy and said, uh, here's your bailout call. No, it's going pretty well. Now you should, uh, you, I, you didn't want to go out with this guy. I said, uh, no, no, I really do. And so I became aware that, yeah, there's the optional bail. It's like the, uh, the option play in football. The quarterback, he runs around the end. Will he pitch it? Will he keep it? You just don't know. And, and that's the way it goes with the call. It's an opportunity to bail. So anyway, Kushner availed himself of that technique. And his uh, and his assistant called and he said, "Yeah, good luck, y'all. I gotta go. I gotta go over there and do a thing with a guy." And so he <laughs> he snuck out. So it it occurred to me though, the reason he doesn't want to be under oath is that he's aware that uh, Schiff, old Adam Schiff, what the president call him, uh, Vince. You're the uh, official President Trump tweet reader. I should ask you to get this ready, but sleazy Adam Schiff. Oh man. So anyway, the sitting POTUS just called the the uh, the ranking member of the uh, the Democrats and the Intelligence Committee sleazy, but uh, <laughs> Kushner's smart enough to know Schiff will ask him about anything that pops into his mind that could be incriminating or embarrassing or inconvenient, etc. And Kushner's sitting there under oath. Now he could decline to answer, but if you're under oath, you got to be very very careful what you say. You know, so you don't perjure yourself, as opposed to, uh, you know, just a discussion. Mm-hmm. He's going there to tell him what he knows. Uh, and that's today, and it's behind yeah. closed doors. And, uh, it'll I think all... it's the Senate today, then the House tomorrow. Yeah. And the least flattering version will leak out, and then that's the way the, <laughs> the news will go. And then if he leaks, he gets fired, according to Mooch. Oh! Anthony Scaramucci, the new spokesman. Forget about it. <laughs> Are we going to see him a lot? Yes. The, pres- yes. the president said it, that, 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 that Mooch reports directly to him. Yes, the slick, and the, the, the charming, the combative, the very, very intelligent Anthony Scaramucci. And somebody said, well, the chief of staff is the chief of staff. So the answer to the chief of staff, and Mooch said, president says I ain't today him. Forget oh! about it! Oh! Meanwhile, in Oakland, Al-Qaeda has taken her to ISIS. What? There's an ISIS guy in Oakland. Recently busted. What's going on? Are you at risk? Stay with us. We'll talk to Jim Roop, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey there. I got to get to that poll I kept talking about. We oh, didn't yeah. have time. Set a poll to end all my, polls. My apologies. Oh, it's just interesting. It's just a little perspective. Uh, all sorts of good stuff to come. Maybe Hope we can, can jam that in that after Jim Roop. Uh, yeah, yeah. why not? Huh? Uh, let's check in with the Rooper right now. Longtime friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Westwood One correspondent Jim Roop. Joining us, we got uh, ISIS in Oakland. Fabulous. Just what we needed. Hello, Jim. What's up? Hi, good morning. A 22-year-old man by the name of Amir Al-Haggagi was arrested Thursday and Friday was charged with uh, providing material support to a terrorist group, namely ISIS, 
and planning an attack, or at least the potential of an attack. It's alleged in these federal documents that this al-Haggagi has spent some uh, significant time, significant in quotes, uh, in Yemen, met with undercover FBI agents uh, discussing an attack, set up, uh, according to these documents, social media accounts uh, for ISIS, for the benefit of ISIS, uh, for recruitment and promotion, that kind of thing. Uh, Although his family says... He was young and immature, didn't know what he was doing, uh, thought these conversations were just conversations. And even though he – let me back up just a little bit because he was originally arrested on identity theft. He sold a credit card and bought $5,000 worth of clothing and backpacks, including backpacks, uh, with this stolen credit card, which is what got this ball rolling. That's a lot of clothes. It's a lot of backpacks. How old is he? 22 years old. It reminded me a lot of, remember last year, I think it was uh, a Bronx man was arrested at JFK, 22 years old, same kind of situation. It reminded me a lot of that story. But the strange thing about this is that his family and his lawyer both say he was just young and immature, is not radicalized in any stretch of the imagination, would not harm anyone. Mm, Um, Come on now. He spent a bunch of time in Yemen. (laughs) Now he's really into the ISIS thing. I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on in Yemen. It ain't pretty. Yeah, and, and this is according to, you know, the U.S. attorney. So, uh, what they have documentation-wise on this guy, they're not letting us know everything just yet, but the indictment was handed down on Friday, and, and this guy right now is in jail, and he will be probably until his his arraignment or his first court appearance anyway in August. If found guilty on several charges here, he could face for each count about a quarter of a million dollar fine and 47 years in prison for each count if found guilty. Young Muslim fellow, I'm assuming? Um. Well, that's that's. I think you can connect those dots. Yeah, uh, okay. Amir Al Haggagi is his name. His uh, religious affiliation. Is he ain't Amish. Tell you that. Is not in there. But they're just saying he's naive and young. But twenty-two years old, you know, that's a little beyond the age of reason. So I think he knew. Uh, at least the Fed, the feds believe he knew exactly. What he, he might was. be dangerous he, enough. They thought he was a flight risk because he also had plans. To flee to Mexico, according to the federal agent. Yeah, you use the word dangerous. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was going to use. Yeah. You could be, you can be young. You can be naive. Misguided. You can be stupid. Right. You could be misguided. You could be in the uh, in the throes of a passion that you will outgrow and be very, very dangerous. Yeah. Right, because at any given moment during all of this, he they he could have been brainwashed into whatever. Yeah. But it is, uh, it, you know, it's it, it, at least it's comforting to know that uh, the feds were able to stop this one anyway. So uh, any any sign of a uh, sell? Is Oaktown uh, lousy with ISIS All at Raiders this point? fans. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, those soon be going to Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, if so you're ISIS in ISIS, you better be searching out apartments. Yeah. But he's an individual, they're thinking, acted alone, that type of thing? That's that. So far, that's all we have. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, but they're, you know, they're working on it. They'll let us know more, especially when we get closer to his first court date in August. Jim Roop, Westwood One. Thanks a million, Jim. Good to talk to you. Thank you. All right. Continues to be fascinating. The sort of person that decides to get involved in Al-Qaeda or ISIS or whatever. It's uh, all different kinds of people. Successful, unsuccessful, smart, dumb, rich, poor, young, old. People who want to be part of something important. Born Muslim, been Christian your whole life, and just recently switched. All different kinds. Boy, I was just reading something the other day about how uh, British jails 
our our Al Qaeda University, our ISIS U, uh, hardcore recruiting going on in there. It happens constantly. What? So I'm excited about the poll to end all polls. Well, I don't know. What's that? Do you want transition music? You think we need transition music? I'd like to hear it. Sure. We have. What's that? I have a new transition music Okay. Can you stop that for a second? You say you have some a new transition music yes, you'd like to. This is from a friend of Armstrong Getty pointing okay. me to this. I'd like to hear this. Is there a video? Yeah. So I showed my wife for the first time ever the video of our first transition music, which we should play here if we had it. Would be the, yeah, the Tralala guy he's known as. Well, technically, uh, original transition music was uh, that Herb Alpert version of oh, Alone right. Again, right? Anyway, that guy right there, the Soviet guy. Right. Uh, my wife had never seen the video. And then I... Whoa. The Tralala guy, he's known yeah. as the La 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 guy. Trollolo guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize there's so many videos. There's spoofs of it. There's people in different words. There's Hitler talks to him. Oh, boy. And on Family Guy, he makes an appearance, which is hilarious. <laughs> he's at the bar. Sounds like somebody <laughs> got sucked into the YouTube vortex. It was really awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. So we got this note from, uh, I'm, I'm sticking with the, for my go-to transition music. For what it's worth. Uh, I got this note from Eddie. Um, First of all, we were talking about polling and and various things last week. Uh, I appreciate you guys don't fall for the oversampling narrative Republicans use on Trump polls. I've had to explain that several times, uh, and I'm sure we'll explain it again. It's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, but you Um, you don't. Because it's something that sounds like one thing. It's actually another. I, I don't. Blame people for being misled. I don't either. But the uh, the constant uh, the polls are wrong. That's not true. Is just it doesn't get you anywhere. No, no, there's no advantage to it. Knowing what is true is 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 a weapon you can wield. At the same time, you know the polls are not always accurate. They're an indication that they get as close as they can. But you know, as we saw on election day, they don't always. They're not always predictive. But, uh, so Eddie sent us along this note. He said, however, during all the Trump historically unpopular stories, people didn't note that Trump's approval ratings right now are roughly the same or better than the day he was elected POTUS. And he has the Gallup, Rasmussen, Fox News, Economist, Reuters, PPP, Monmouth, ABC, Walls, WP, Bloomberg polls. Um, here they are from 1st September, where Trump is between 12 and 23 points upside down, approve, disapprove. And there's uh, election week. He was uh, 38 favorable, 61 unfavorable. Back in October, it was 35, 62. Um, November, oh, this is the Bloomberg poll, 41, 57. That was the most generous one. But Monmouth had him 33, 55, 38, 60, 43, 57. This is, it's virtually the same as election day. And it bobbles down a couple of points, or a particularly unflattering poll comes out. For instance, which is the most, uh, if you'll excuse the expression, piss poor. Oh, Gallup, 36% approve, 59% disapprove. That's the one that got all the headlines. Well, Gallup, let's scroll down to election day. Uh, Election week, 
It was 35-62. It was virtually to the number the same. It's fake news. Fake news. What do you think of that? Huh? What do I think of it? Yeah. Mm. Why don't you admit you're wrong? About what? (laughs) (laughs) You're swimming along with the mainstream media, aren't you? Admit it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's just uh, perspective. There you go. I tell you what, though, flipping back and forth, it was what you've been talking about uh, between the Fox News and the MSNBC. I was listening to two different universes being described. Absolutely. One had three suns and a dozen moons. The other had the one I'm used to. And it was just crazy. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, we got Trump's new round of warnings to fellow Republicans. Breaking nationally, 18-year-old California woman, live streams are driving drunk in a fatal car crash. And microchipping employees, it is trending. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Microchipping employees. <laughs> wow. To keep track of them? You have to crack me over the head and hold me down. No, it's to make your your work day easier. Yes, (laughs) that's the ticket. We're going to track everything you do so you understand how to become more efficient. (laughs) Now put on this compliance belt. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Weird story we got to get to, so let's jump into news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, a couple things out of the gate. President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, now behind closed doors with the Senate Intelligence Committee taking questions about the Russia investigation. He is not under oath during this closed-door session. He'll be uh, talking to the House Intel Committee tomorrow. You got the White House saying that President Trump's going to be talking health care today. Along those lines, Trump takes to Twitter to warn Republicans. We've got, once again, Vincent Nicholas, the official President Trump tweet reader. Republicans have a last chance to do the right thing on repeal and replace after ni- after years of talking and campaigning on it. White House oh, says... That's a very direct and businesslike. Mm-hmm. Put a little pressure on the Repubs. White House says Trump's going to be meeting today with, quote, the victims of Obamacare before delivering his statement. That'll be this afternoon, 1215 West Coast time. And an 18-year-old California woman is facing charges after live streaming while allegedly driving drunk on Friday, broadcasting the resulting crash on Instagram. That crash killing her 14-year-old sister. Abdulia Sanchez of Stockton ended up careening through a fence and flipping her car ejecting her sister and causing another 14-year-old girl in the car major injuries. None of them were wearing seatbelts. I f***ed my sister, okay? I know I'm going to jail for life, all right? I understand that. Okay, this is the last thing I wanted to happen, okay? All right? I don't f- care, though. I'm going to hold it down. Relatives confirming to local TV station Sanchez was live streaming on Instagram before, during, and after the crash. I watched this whole thing so you don't have to. I mean, it's actually, I think it means something. If you're the sort of person that can watch something troubling and kind of sickening, go ahead. If you're not, don't. Granted, the young woman is drunk, but the need to commentate on the horror she had perpetrated is so amazing and weird. She goes from begging her sister to live to doing play-by-play to make sure it's a good, you know, Instagram feature to them getting a shot of her other friend who was injured 
then going back to pleading with her sister to live and apologizing, then going back to kind of doing play-by-play. It's just bizarre. I think it fits in perfectly with the way a lot of people see their lives. They see their lives as a through a lens looking at themselves. Nothing's real if it isn't being uh, YouTubed or Instagrammed or whatever. Certainly nothing has any value unless it's broadcast. Right. It's weird. What, what fun is it to go out with your friends if you didn't post it a whole bunch of different people and have people comment on it? I, I, I don't do it, so I don't get it. Maybe if I did it, I would have more of a feel for it. But Vincent, you're shallow. Any thoughts? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it's horrifying. Um, <laughs> and no, the no. live element... You kind of feel like you're on the spot on the in the moment. You got to perform. You got to give the reason for the people to watch. Yeah, and that's well said. What's what's bizarre about it is her little sister is dying or already dead, and she says words that would indicate she finds this horrifying and life changing, and she will go to jail forever, as she said. At the same time, is acutely aware that, you know, i got to keep the feed going. i got to keep right. this smooth. Right. Here's what's happening, everybody. Just, oh, it just boggles the mind. And one way to com- combat it is uh, they've talked about, like, how Twitter verifies people. So everyone can Facebook live right now. And YouTube has a live element also. Anyone who is on Facebook can live out. But if, if you demonstrate after whatever, six months that you're not a nut job or... You, you, you get verified, so then you can live stream and just don't have it open to anyone who can get on the platform. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Uh, uh, hmm, I wonder what direction that'll go. I about gotten ahead on the rack yesterday, 7 o'clock in the evening, in the, the, the kind of the main surface street in my little neighborhood. Yeah. I'm, I'm driving along with my groceries, and this lady just drifts, drifts, drifts. She's going to go, bam, right head on into my car. Ooh. I get as far as I can over. I lay on my horn. She looks up. Oh! And stares. Been looking down at her freaking phone. Came within, and I would not exaggerate for the purposes of entertainment. Well, I might, but I'm not now. She came within 25 feet, 30 feet. Close I mean, enough. Yeah, like, uh, like 8, 10 strides, walking wow. strides, just smashing right into the front of me. And I almost wheeled around and and followed her and and lit her up verbally but then i thought no she'll think i'm coming to kill her and you know she'll think i'm some sort of road rage lunatic who's gonna drag her from her car and beat her but i did want to yell at her she's almost surely one of my new neighbors too so that would have you know been a little uncomfortable (laughs) you think (laughs) hey we're the new family who moved in next door anyway i ought to drag you out of here you idiot you dangerous idiot! Anyway, if there's anything we can ever do for you, you know, you need a cup of milk or anything, just stop by anytime. I gotta kill you! And don't forget about recent stories of uh, people shooting each other and torturing each other in Chicago. We had that story a couple months ago on Facebook Live. Oh, that's right. Yeah, some of those horrors. Well, I think those kind of people are those kind of people, whether Facebook right. Live is around or not. That's not really my concern. I don't think Facebook Live's causing these sorts of things. I just think it's weird, this whole... Uh, life is only happening if other people are judging it right. thing. It's a strange way to live. I would just like to see some sort of committee form that would judge whether people are irredeemable. You know, like this uh, this girl on the with the, the, the drunk driving right. thing. I'm, I'm tempted to say she was hammered. You know, I'm not sure you can take her testimony seriously, but like those uh, people in Chicago were torturing that uh, special needs you. Mm-hmm. They're irredeemable. 
put them in a camp somewhere. I'm not saying uh, kill them or torture them or beat them or anything. Put them in, in a camp far, far away from us. There's another one of those stories recently. I can't remember, and I'm probably better off. I put it out of my mind. But if you are irredeemable, according to the Joe Getty Irredeemable Committee, the JGIC, you go to the camp. But what's the irredeemable part? And you never come back. What's the irredeemable part? Getting drunk and driving or continuing to stream live? It's a a totality thing, Uh, Vince. We're going to take a look at various aspects of the person's history, their personality, the acts they have perpetrated, the attitude they display at the hearing. And if the committee finds them irredeemable, they go to the island camp and are never seen again. I want to hear about this chips at work. Yep, got a Wisconsin company offering to put microchip implants into employees' hands. Sounds great. Three Square Market says more than 50 uh, employees have signed up for a voluntary program and will start uh, this month. They have a device the size of a grain of rice implanted. Just like you get in your dog. Now, the company makes software for office break room machines and says the microchip can be used to buy snacks in the break room, Open doors Boy. and log on to computers. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a thing going here because my libertarian uh, leave me alone, don't track me is battling my laziness oh, and my hating to carry my key fob thing. The fact that I could just walk through the door and get stuff out of the vending Not machine. Not even key fob. What if you never had to type in a password again? All right. Uh, chip me right now. I don't care if it goes in my eye. Oh, that is why they want to chip us. It is actually to help us. I will let them put a chip in me. You can put it in my eye. Oh, my God. You, you deserve the slavery you are going to live under. Resist. Resist. The company says there's no GPS tracking involved with these chips. And that's the government will do it. To save us filling out farms or, you know, filing our taxes. It will all be fine. <laughs> but resist, we must. I agree with you, Reverend Al. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. She wouldn't and let we your must company. Much to that be committed. She wouldn't let your company put a chip in you? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm a no. Do they remove it when you quit or. <laughs> haven't gotten that far fired. yet. Or as part of it getting fired, we need you to get a cardboard box and we need you to lie down. That's right. We need you to hold real still. <laughs> we got to pull something out of you. Now, when you quit, they just detonate it. Oh, jeez. Johnny from IT here has a pocket knife, and he's going to remove the chip. Yeah, that's my question. What's the removal process like on the day I get fired? <laughs> People shrieking in pain. Oh, somebody must have gotten fired. I heard somebody screaming down the hall. I got one of those uh, conundrums. One of those, I need I need you to tell me what you do in this situation type deals. Mm. And a shocking revelation from my daughter in Europe. Mm. Awesome. Uh, a correspondent abroad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Apparently, one of Daenerys' dragons was wounded by spears in the fighting pits of Myrie. They can be wounded. They can be killed. Fighting dragons with spears? What's not to like? That's from Game of Thrones, and Sean will have his 30-second Game of Thrones review sometime. I don't know, whenever we get around to it. Next hour, probably. Exciting. Um, I want to watch that show. I just don't have time to watch any shows, so... 
But uh, I would yeah. like to see that show. Um, I had never even contemplated the expiration date on medicine until I met my wife. Mm. Never crossed my mind ever in my life. Uh, she's huge on it, though. Anytime she takes anything, she always checks the expiration date and is constantly throwing away medicine. And I always say, I really don't think there's any reason for that. There's a study out. There is no reason for it. What? It's completely arbitrary. They tasted. They tested 14 different medicines that had been that were between 28 and 40 years past their expiration date. <sighs> 12 of the 14 were exactly the same as they were when they were made, and two of them were just slightly less potent. Wow. Between were these 20, randomly selected? Randomly selected wow. uh, different stimulants, uh, antihistamines, painkillers, compounds, various different things. Hmm. It's, and uh, anyway, the point of this experiment was they want to do a, put an end to this, what they say is a completely arbitrary process, and we throw away three-quarters of a trillion dollars worth of drugs every single year. Wow. Of course the, the drug company wants you to throw them away after a year and buy new Exeteran. Of course they do. Yeah. Now, a lot of that stuff I was aware of, that the, the, the expiration date is purely a way to get the drugstores to restock their shelves and you to buy more stuff. I, I have been told by a couple of doctors on a couple of medicines that they lose their potency over time. Might be lying to me. I well, don't know. Two of them slightly lost their potency after 40 years. In yeah, this study, so have so. I. <laughs> um, so uh, you're going to throw me out, huh? So how much time have I got, Michael? Here's my story. Uh, you got about four minutes. Right? I don't know. That's too long. Four minutes is too long. Can you play a song? I'll jump right in. And then I'll come in. back in. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll make it work. Um, <clears throat> so this happened to me the other day. I never know what to do in these situations. I, I have a problem of or, of overreacting or underreacting. So I often, I often get caught in a conundrum of I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, I often look back on situations, think I overreacted, look back on a situation, think I underreacted. Oh, so, boy, that's tough. If I could match them up. We call that a two-way miss on the golf course. <laughs> sometimes you spray right, sometimes you spray left. So which way do you aim? But do you do this? Do you, how much of a pay, how much trouble do you want to be? How much of a Captain Freedom, Captain America do you want to be? Or pain in the ass, depending on how you look at it. But anyway, uh, my kids and I are in the parking lot. We're walking across the street to where the donut shop is. UPS guy comes in going way too fast, in my opinion. Mm. Really driving fast, I think. Uh, street? Parking lot? It's a parking lot. Okay. So he turns off the street, and I think he's driving really fast. Mm. And um and he goes by me and I and uh, and I, and I start to walk toward him and he pulls his headphones out of his ear like oh you need something I said hey dude you're driving way too fast and he kind of rolls his eyes put his headphones back in and and, and drives on to his thing and 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 I thought should I be the kind of guy that calls the number on the back of his truck and reports him which would get him in a lot of trouble eh, could be or not could be I don't know I don't know what uh, UPS procedures are. I uh, I don't I don't think that'd be out of control if you think he was driving I never, dangerously. I never know. Am I being a jerk here by making this guy? He's working hard. He's in a hurry. He's got a gazillion boxes to deliver per day. Blah blah blah. I I call up his boss and tell him he's driving bad. He gets you know he's on probation or whatever the hell happens. You know it's hard to say. Right, uh, it was funny. Right where I almost got in a head-on wreck in in my new hood where I live. There's a guy who bought a house on this kind of main street. And he spends most of his time on his front lawn yelling and gesturing at drivers that they're going too fast, including when you're going like two, three miles per hour slower than the speed limit, which is 25 miles per hour by to by. Honest to God, going 23. Hey, you! Hey, you! 
gesturing angrily. This guy's going to... I can't believe he's as old as he is. How his heart has not exploded from his near constant flow of anger, I don't know, but... Um, well, Venus Williams killed that guy going five miles an hour. You don't have to be going very fast. Well, yeah, but what does the guy want out of us? I don't know. Does he walk? Park our cars? Does he want a valet? There's a speed limit. I'm under it. I shouldn't say she killed that guy. She has been ticketed with nothing or charged with nothing. She was in a wreck in which he died. Well, I'm not sure how that applies even. You're going the speed limit. The guy's yelling at you. What am I supposed to do? Does he have a radar gun? Does he stand out there? And... You're supposed to go slower, apparently. He well, wants you to go slower. Well, all right. He's made his wishes clear. But if you're being that guy, then no, you should not call UPS. Because he thinks everybody's going too fast. <laughs> I have a feeling you're not that guy. The guy was actually, uh, you know, too fast. Hmm. Call. I never know. I have called once or twice in my life the whole, how am I driving? Call one eight eight eight. That's all right. Call, I got a recording or something, and I definitely got the feeling nothing was going to happen. Oh, so they weren't, they don't really want that input. Yeah, a guy was driving dangerous, dangerously as hell, but uh, yeah, I don't think anything came of it. Oh, I, what I actually wanted to do is I was going to call UPS and uh, not just report the driving, just say, you know, I talked to him and he rolled his eyes and put his head, I just, you know, I don't think that's the sort of thing they want, probably. Right. When it's effortless to say, sorry about that, I'll try to slow down. Right. And then you put on your headphones, you effing idiot, <laughs> you know, to yourself or whatever. Right. So, yeah, he's not representing Brown effectively. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to FedEx know. something today just to show him. You can't drive around jacking his kids like that. All right. That's you it. Right. Next time I need to send something, it's DHL for me. That's right. Um, so how Russia engages in the hijinks that they're accused of, it's really interesting. The more specifically you get into it, the more you think, oh, yeah, okay, I see how that works. And I keep up with Game of Thrones through Sean's 30-second Game of Thrones update every Monday morning. We'll have that for you this hour. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.